Welcome to the Intertidal Talks podcast. I am Kendra, marine biologist and your host. This podcast is meant to teach, inform, and entertain you about all things marine science and conservation. If you are a marine scientist or advocate with a story to share, you can contact me at intertidaltalks at gmail.com. Want to join our marine science community? Join us at patreon.com slash kendi underscore marine bio. Hello, and I'm super excited for today's Intertidal Talks episode. Uh, I have a very fun guest, Samantha, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, for sure. So thank you so much for having me, of course, Kendra. But hi, everyone. I'm Samantha. I use she, her pronouns. And just to give you all just a glimpse into who I am, what I do, where I'm from, I'm currently a high school senior. So I'm pretty young compared to the groupings that Kendra has had on the podcast so far. So we're going to have a little bit of a different perspective as far as marine science goes today, for sure. Um, I live in Seattle currently, and I was originally born in the Philippines. So I moved over here to the US with my parents when I was really young. So I actually don't remember anything about the Philippines, but you know, I'm just dying to go back just because, <laughs> hey, tropical water versus, you know, the freezing cold up here, it would be a, it would be a change of pace, but that'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, um, as far as what I do right now and probably what we're going to chat about is just my experience just in the marine science field as it is right now, even though I'm relatively young, I'm probably going to have a lot of tips for people who are around my age, probably middle school kids, high school kids, early college. So yeah, that's just kind of why I'm here and just I'm excited to see you all and meet you, Kendra. <laughs> Thank you. I'm super excited. I like the different perspective and you can do a ton of things in the field in high school and before you go to college, um, which you do, which is perfect. Um, so you're a senior, you're almost going to college, last two years of school online, I'm so sorry. Or are you in person? Oh no, we're still online. Okay. <laughs> um, so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but so you're in high school and you are super involved in the marine science community what is that like and what inspired you first to get into marine science but what inspired you then to start getting involved now yeah for sure so um like Kendra said um I'm quite involved I would say I'm quite involved in marine science as it stands right now even though I'm relatively young so for background I volunteer at the Seattle Aquarium and I'm also a communications fellow for a nonprofit organization here in the greater Seattle area called sustainability ambassadors and it's something that really started out of nowhere I'm going to be honest because <laughs> in freshman year I thought that there were no ways that a 15 year old or like a 16 year old could get engaged with marine science like at like a near quote unquote professional level because when you think of you volunteered in an aquarium that's like whoa you have to have a degree for that or something like that was yeah. like a huge barrier so I think what really happened and there's a story behind it I was sitting in a literature class and this was in ninth grade it was the end of ninth grade year and my friend sat next to me and she was like typing furiously on a phone and I'm like why are you typing so fast are you like texting your boyfriend like what's going on here and she went oh I am replying to an email that's like a Seattle Aquarium volunteer program for, for high schoolers. And I was like, are you sure that's high schoolers? Cause I didn't think that was even like a thing. And 
honestly I had this I had this passion for just animals in general from the very start like everyone talks about oh you went through like a horse phase when you were younger or you like went through oh I really loved orcas like at like a really specific point in life and I had that but I didn't know that you could take it to the next level so having that quick conversation with my friend was like a slap in the face I was like wait this is this exists so just having that that love for animals in the back of my mind I was like I'll take a shot this is something that I'd be interested in and that's honestly how I got involved it was an email super quick email to the aquarium program and it was within like a matter of a day that they were like hey there's an orientation where you get to find out more it it wasn't like you're fully indoctrinated in there Mm -hmm. but we'll have people in there so you can ask questions and it was everything I never expected it to be. I'll say that. And like, there's so many different layers to it. But as far as getting involved, it was it was such a change of pace for me. And I think that's something that a lot of people are really curious about and interested in. And I think there's so much more to unpack there, but that's that's basically how everything started and where that passion came from. Yes. Before that, did you want to do marine science at all? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Like way before that, like <laughs> um, there's like a whole nother level of just I'm surrounded by marine life here in Seattle. Yeah. And when I was younger, I actually thought marine life was absolutely terrifying. Like this is like a kind of like love hate relationship. Um, I went on a ferry with my parents once and we're going across the sound and these three humpbacks pop up like right next to the ferry and I I looked over the boat and I like I just screamed but that <laughs> that fear and just like oh my god things that big exist like that like got me going I was like okay that was terrifying but I'm gonna sit in the car and think about it that was kind of cool what I didn't know that existed I didn't I didn't know they were that big it 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 made a lot of curiosity so having that fear that turned into like oh my gosh this is the coolest thing ever it definitely wanted like I definitely was like oh my god look at all the aquariums I want to go to this one this one this one I want to learn how to scuba dive I want it like there is just so much there so it was something I definitely wanted to get involved with but I had no idea how to start and I didn't even know things existed for people to get engaged so it's definitely a learning curve there <laughs> that's so cool that's so funny oh my gosh so with the Seattle Aquarium um what so you said you started as a freshman yeah, as a freshman. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's really early. But like, what, how, <laughs> what did you start doing there? And have you like progressed like up a ladder, so to speak? Mm-hmm. I know yeah. how I worked at a zoo. So like, you kind of like go up a ladder a bit. Yeah, there's definitely a ladder with that whole experience. So again, I started in freshman year and you're probably like, what is it? You're like 14, 15. I forget. But anyways, it, it was it was pretty strange because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to this aquarium. People are going to know so much more than me. And like, I had like, very little knowledge of marine life before like going in so you go through like a whole training process everything was really really awesome like they teach you everything about like the animals at the aquarium their backstories which is like probably like one of the most important bits to me personally and like as a volunteer there but they practically set you up to just start engaging with the public so you stand near exhibits people come up to you with questions or you're the first person to bring up something or be like oh so you're meeting our giant pacific octopus vincent over here or something around the lines of that and that's probably one of the most consistent responsibilities you have as a high school volunteer and this is something that you'll probably see at many other like zoos and aquariums across the nation and the world you have those people standing by the exhibit yeah get engaged with you that's the whole thing about volunteer engagement so that's pretty much where you start and 
honestly, it was the most terrifying thing for me as a freshman because I was <laughs> not extroverted whatsoever. I had a ton of social anxiety and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to approach people and engage with them unless they approach me first. And that was one of the another slap in the face moment. It was like, oh, you can stand next to something, feel confident in yourself and what you learned. And you can do some extra research if you wanted to as well. But you'll have people, you can have so many different kinds of people and just engaging with them. They could be someone who has no idea this animal existed. Like I've had people who like just didn't know sea urchins were a thing. And so they literally come to the aquarium and they look at it and they go, what is that? And they start like (laughs) screaming. I've had many kids like run away, but there's like, there's so many different people that you meet there and you learn how to like interact with people, socialize, and then you learn how to like deliver information and deliver conservation messages. And the latter that you mentioned, Kendra, that is like definitely a thing that like no one really acknowledges, at least here at the Seattle Aquarium until you find yourself kind of moving up and whatnot. So with the volunteer program, there's this whole badging program. It's almost like Girl Scouts, where if you do a certain thing, you get a little (laughs) badge. And like, if you complete all of these certifications and all these trainings then you kind of get this like culminating badge it's called the sea dog badge like a like a like a spiny dogfish but it's uh-huh. like in reference to UW like go dogs it's 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 a whole wordplay thing there <laughs> but um as you do more extra things you can you can just stop at oh just talking to guests you can just keep that as your thing but there's a ton of extra trainings and a ton of really cool events that you can participate in that kind of like check off these experiences. And they're like, hey, you're really engaged in, you know, doing things hands-on with guests. So there's like um, plankton toes. You can get certified to do a plankton toe on your own. Oh, that's cool. And it's, yeah, it's a really cool. It's like one of my favorite things to do at the aquarium, aside from like talking with guests, because you'll be able to get trained in how to conduct a plankton toe, how to mm-hmm. identify different plankton. And in the aquarium, there's like a big screen on one side of the walls and you have a giant microscope and you're the one in control of everything happening. You get your plankton, people will surround you on the pier and go like, hey, what is that? What are you doing? And it's it's adorable. It's really cute. You have kids that get really excited. And That's then you so go, cool. Yeah, it's so fun. You get to you get to like have them follow you back inside. They watch you prep the the little plate and they mm-hmm. can see like you show them the plate and it looks like there's nothing there probably a couple like green specks but then once you slide it under they can see everything moving and everything so that's one of the things you can get certified in and there's a lot of activities just like that that you can just like bring yourself up and move up on that quote-unquote like ladder of experience honestly it's experience not really much of like um quote-unquote clout or anything like clout really just doesn't exist <laughs> at all because you would think like oh the ladder it's like oh each person who like moves up they're like getting closer and closer to becoming like what people like want to become or like become like a professional but like that just yeah. like doesn't exist we just yeah. like, do all of this because it's genuinely like exciting for us all and like another thing I guess too is that if you really show up and you really show that you're passionate you can become like a mentor for newer volunteers so Around my second or ooh, second or third session with the aquarium, which is divided by like summers and school years, they'll find people who can like fill in this like mentor role. So when you first start, you have no clue what you're doing. They like mm-hmm. put you in the room, you you got your training, you know everything about the animals, and for the most part, you remember as much as you can. But engaging with people on your very first day, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and I remember my very first day going 
oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. I need to like watch someone do it and I need someone to be there with me. And that's the role of L-Pod. So L-Pod is in um, reference to, you know, JKL, yeah. Southern Resident Killer Whales. So again, wordplay. We really like the wordplay. And that's your leadership group. And they're the mentors who will certify people on plankton toes. They'll certify people on all of the other activities that you can do at the aquarium, but they're mainly there to kind of mentor new people. So that's a role that I took on relatively early, at least, because technically, if I count my sessions from when I started in freshman year, I've been with the aquarium for six sessions. So this was my second or third session that I jumped onto this role. And just from that, it's amazing to just interact with everyone on the the youth team because these are people who have their own interests, their own backgrounds. And that's kind of like what I liked about the program and everything too. Just showing up and just acknowledging that this is something that you like, like everyone is gonna love you for that. Like you don't have to be a genius about marine life and you don't have to like yeah. know all the scientific names or anything. And just having like that group of people who are just all excited by marine life in general it was so much fun so I guess that ladder it it goes from like just talking with guests to like doing a lot of fun engaging things with guests and that also includes going on trips outside of the aquarium so we do conservation events and we do like restoration events with you know your your teammates your peers who also volunteer that was a lot of fun and as like the years have progressed some new opportunities have come up and I guess the most recent thing that's been that's been working around in like a pandemic situation where everything's virtual and the aquarium was closed for a while. It recently reopened, but everything was relatively closed. They have, you know, online events and I've been, I've been honored to like get contacted by my boss at the aquarium who like manages the volunteer program. And he went, Hey, we have this virtual, virtual event that we need like a moderator for. We thought that you'd be good. So just showing up and like showing that you're passionate about something, it makes you really like stick out. And I think that was something that I'm like really grateful for because this opportunity has like evolved into so much more than I could have thought. I thought it was just standing by exhibits, talking to people, yeah. but it's just evolved into so much more. And, you know, you can get some really awesome references as well. So even early on, like as a freshman, sophomore, junior in high school, even even as like a middle schooler, you can hop on and like look at the program. You can't join it yet, but you can mm -hmm. like look at it. It's it's really fun and it's really inspiring. So that's like something that I'm really excited to see all over the place, not just like here in Seattle, because I have a ton of friends who like live across the country and they're like, we have a similar thing here too. And it's really fun to hear about. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like what else have you done? Like besides just like a plankton toe, like what are yeah. some cool experiences you've had? Oh, there are so much. So with the aquarium, there's other certifications. So if you have a guest who isn't able to access like a touch pool, like they can't like access like the sea stars or the sea urchins, we have this really important training, which is mainly, um, it's mainly targeted towards volunteers who want to make, you know, learning and fun, like accessible to all. So in this case, someone may be in like a wheelchair, they can't reach over the tank or it's just a situational thing or someone's too tiny to reach into the thing. We have animal in a bowl. So you get trained on how to handle animals like extremely carefully and like have it in a different tank of its own that you can like place down on the ground or you can, you know, show people like the underside of a sea urchin when it's like stuck up against something. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And that one is another L-Pod mentored and certified thing. And then we have, um, we have our family activity center, which is all centered around Southern resident killer whales. 
and it's honestly just like a big informational cave that's just like has posters 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 it has the southern resident family tree it has all of their calls on little buttons and that's mainly there's there's no animals in that exhibit or anything or that area but it's a place where people can just like connect with other humans and just like chat about like the similarities and there's this activity where you basically build an orca skeleton out of like these model orca orca skeleton bits of like a juvenile orca and that's also a really fun one too because there's like a silhouette on the carpet and you're able to like pull out these model skeleton bits and put it all together so kids get to see their fins for example they get to see like they have almost like digits in their fins and Mm -hmm. they're like that makes no sense I thought it was like a pancake or something so it's it's a lot of fun to do that as well. And there's an ROV program now. So people get to learn how to operate the little underwater drone, quote unquote, so mm-hmm. they can do the yeah. little, um, you know, research on their own. It, it was supposed to start by the time the pandemic came about. So that thing got shut down really quick, but it's something that they're still trying to work towards as we slowly get introduced back into in-person stuff. And as far as that goes, like there's there's just so many more things, but at the aquarium, they, they give you as many resources as possible to see what you're okay with like some of it also includes engaging with kids who are in the family activity center like one of the activities you have to do is do a camouflage game with the kids you put on an octopus hat that has like (laughs) arms and everything and everyone has their own color and there's like a weird like square chart that has colors of all kinds and it's like red light green light so the music will start and then they like run around their octopuses around they're just like doing their thing dancing some some excellent music choices there and then when the music stops they have to like find a color that's the same as their you know thing or they have Mm -hmm. to camouflage themselves and like quickly swap out for a new color so there's just so many little fun things like that that have been so great to just engage with and I think that's just something that people don't really expect if they're going to step into like a volunteer thing people expect like the very basic like just talk to people but you might find yourself in an octopus onesie with a bunch of kids (laughs) running around you and you teach them about camouflage so there's so many different routes that you can take especially with a program that's fleshed out like this and I feel like that's something that'll probably evolve over the next few years as well especially since there's so many model programs out there so it's really exciting that's so cute. And I've, I've been to the Seattle Aquarium. It's, it's great. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, that Southern resident room is really fun mm-hmm. and we didn't stick around too much because it was like a lot of it's more like kid centric, yeah. um, but it was adorable. Then the, the different exhibits are beautiful. I love the, I think there's the wave action exhibit kind of as yeah. you're walking in past the main, like big old tank mm-hmm. that I just thought was super cool it's a great facility especially like really education focused yeah which like there's a lot of aquariums that don't do that yeah um some are really just more like here's pretty animals in a tank yeah, yeah. so that's For awesome sure. um that's so fun oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> and like my when I when I worked at a zoo I actually didn't interact with guests really at all that much mm-hmm. um but I worked at like a private zoo so there wasn't like I was allowed to work with animals because there's like less um regulations to say um like from AZA but I work with birds and I feel like the most I talk to people is they'd be like are you scared of that bird (laughs) when I was in a cage and I was like no (laughs) 
they're okay questions too yeah there's some questions that are like that too they're like oh like there's some jokers and stuff i have people who like come up to me in like the underwater dome while there's a diver in there and there's like a the divers are attached by like a cord just like for safety and stuff and they go what's that fish over there that's attached to the cord and i'm like oh that's a human so you get a ton of jokesters every once in a while too so i I relate to those questions yeah uh so with the seattle aquarium what kind of projects have you like helped on have you like founded anything Mm -hmm. yeah so with the seattle aquarium especially since the pandemic started there's been a lot of shutting down of projects just because resources are limited and of course like nonprofits, it's like really hard to number one take care of all the animals and number two like keep everything going but for the youth program and some of the projects that have spurred up from that One of the most recent ones is their um, youth social media campaign. It's completely youth led and it started back in like 2011 ish from a grant that was basically shared between three different AZA institutions. But the Seattle Aquarium one was quote unquote the most like successful one and the one that like actually kept up the most, even though it took a huge break. So like a few years ago before I was even a volunteer, the, the social media campaign basically ended and it was just because oh resources eh, it's like not the right time we're getting ready for a renovation blah 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 but then this year covid happens and you can't really do much with the renovation when things are just kind of yeah. like shut down so they thought of rebooting the social media campaign and that social media campaign is puget sound we love you or puget sound love on instagram and that has been an absolute joy of a project because number one it was a way to kind of get people engaged with marine science without having to be within like the walls of the aquarium or like in the area so we're able to kind of like continue that mission of getting people inspired to like just pursue actions to help the marine environment and it was also a way that people could like flex their creativity muscles because another thing too I've always loved filmmaking photography drawing things like that and I literally have like artwork from middle school so there's an orca back there I'm barely pointing to and that's like from middle school and I was able to kind of unify that creative side of me and that like ocean lover side of me with the new social media thing and that's still going and I'm one of the admins for that And that's one of like the bigger projects that have like spurred out of this. And of course, another project is just like the online events. So, you know, Ocean Career Series where people got to come over and ask questions for people who are professionals in the field and all of these different areas. It was a lot of fun to do that as well. Got to practice that public speaking method that, you know, you kind of lose a little bit when you don't talk to the public. COVID. (laughs) Yeah. So it was definitely, it was definitely a fun project to take on, especially since, you know, I'm still a volunteer, like I'm not being paid or anything. And it's definitely something to recognize too, that there's a lot of opportunities that are like this, that, you know, especially when we talk about like equity in marine Mm -hmm. science, like the whole thing about like unpaid internships versus like paid internships. Like there's places that are coming out with, hey, you have to have a paid internship or hey, you can't have unpaid internships there. You're requiring like hours that are beyond the requirements of like a part-time job. So there's all these things that I feel like are probably going to improve over the years because it's it's definitely something that I take for granted that, you know, I have time for the aquarium volunteer program. At the same time, I don't like have to work another like 20 or 40 hour a week thing to just like stay on my feet and whatever. So that's been another huge thing that I think um, people 
definitely want to like recognize and I know the aquarium's working on um internships and stuff like that too so that's a whole other thing just trying to get yeah. these projects rolling where things are more accessible to people who are interested so yeah well there's a big discussion like even with those of us like in the field potentially like getting interns and doing internships mm-hmm. that there is so much unpaid and yeah. some of it is like I I just made a whole like list of internships mm-hmm. that I shared and most of them are unpaid but it's mm-hmm. it was so like annoying to see there were ones that are like 40 hours of work 40 hour plus work day like work weeks and unpaid yeah and I was like that's and some of them you even have to pay to go to so on top of <laughs> you're not getting paid while you're there you're paying to even get in the program yeah and then you're just there for however many months at a time completely unpaid not in school not being able to work your own job um because the thing like some people are able to I did my internship but it was half an hour away from my home that Mm -hmm. I was able to still work while doing internship duties but a lot of people travel to like the Bahamas to do an internship or to Indonesia and all these other countries and Africa has a lot but they're not able to make any kind of money and then spend like two thousand plus dollars just to be there yeah which has been but that's kind of how the field is where is centered and it's hopefully gonna start changing more yeah. I know like in and there there were a lot of stipend which is nice like a lot of nonprofit organizations will take into account applying for grants mm-hmm. so they can create a stipend and I'll, mm-hmm. I also will encourage students to do REU programs because those always have a stipend. Um, they're not perfect because a lot of them will want experience beforehand, but you can have like minimal experience. It really just depends on the REU program, but at, at least you're getting paid. I always tell people just try that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the internship thing, it's like, ugh, because like I volunteered at the zoo. I did like one day a week. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I basically worked as an employee. The zoo did it because they didn't have to pay people to come do stuff. Yeah. They were like, oh yeah, we'll take employees, we'll take volunteers. But I was <laughs> yeah. happy to do it because it was just fun. It get, got me out. But I was mm-hmm. definitely like more privileged to be able to do that. Um, yeah. I worked a job at the same time and I was finishing up high school. But still I was like, oh, I can take like one day just to go sit at a zoo for nine hours <laughs> and clean bird cages. But there's definitely like the the discussion of like the it's not equal the way mm-hmm. internships and experiences are set up because it keeps a lot of students and people from being able to do them at all. Yeah, for sure. And there's like and that then, whole discussion of like, oh, wait, go ahead. Well, and then that's how you get jobs later on is you need experience. <laughs> but if you can't get experience because you can't afford it, then like you're kind of screwed. Yeah, it's like, where do you even start with that? And like, that's like a whole nother thing too, especially with like my friends in the area who like wanted to do the aquarium program, but like they were worried that they wouldn't have like time for it because they were like working another job. Like that was a a whole nother thing too. And there's like discussions about, you know, what's the requirements to do it? What are some other things that you can do? And just like the whole premise of, you know, having to sacrifice getting the experience that you like you need to like apply to things later on. It's like this endless like, it's like this weird paradox that like you can't really like get out of and I think like one of the things that's probably one of the more helpful things that I've heard from people recently about that like whole paradox is 
just really find what really makes you tick and what makes you really passionate because there's so many there's so many times where there's going to be opportunities that you like can't grasp but if you show people that you're interested and engaged like I've I've had like friends that start like Instagram pages or blogs or something things might pop up out of those like yeah you never know who comes across them someone may say hey you know I really liked your page can we do a collaboration blah 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 and that could generate something like any way that you can try and loop in what you're really passionate about is some way that you really show people that hey it's not only I know a couple things about this but this is something I really want to do and it's like it's a whole thing so I'm really hoping that the whole internship and like unpaid even though you're working like 40 plus hours like a week like in reality I'm really hoping that that shifts too because that's been such a huge discussion when it comes to number one like access to education in general uh, for like marine science and stuff like you see like scholarships coming in for a lot of different things and then you know marine science it being like so competitive there's like so little space for yeah. you to like have that flex room so it's it's something that's really daunting and you know me going through like the college process like literally as we speak it's terrifying like I'm <laughs> terrified and I've listened to like your podcast Kendra about like you know the college and the experience of like of you and your peers and it's like it's something that like I have to like internalize and I'm like oh <laughs> I wonder how it's gonna go for me but as far as that's going we'll see how that goes because again, well, I definitely think your steps ahead because I didn't <laughs> yeah. have anything in high school except musical theater experience and that's another thing is like if people listening are like I'm so behind Sam is so cool which is very true but like I didn't do anything to prepare in high school my even like my my volunteering at the zoo I did that after I turned in college applications and had gotten into a school Mm -hmm. so it didn't do anything it helped it did help later on when I got jobs that I was like, oh, obviously fish and birds differ exponentially. <laughs> um, but when I like applied to work in the lab and when my, when the, my old coworker, when she was looking for someone, I was like, I have no experience taking care of fish, but I have taken care of birds. Mm-hmm. And so like, I can, I can pick up on husbandry um, techniques pretty quick. And mm-hmm. I've noticed like when a bird got sick and kind of had to like give a heads up and then I've administered medication to a bird. Um, and then I did one summer with primates and an education department. So I was like, I learned how to take care of some reptiles. It was all still mostly birds. <laughs> and then, but I, I helped like train a serval cat a little bit and all these other things. Like I handle a giant snake during a show. It's so like education outreach a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I, I kind of know. And then that helped me. And then I got other opportunities where I was just like, you, it did end up helping later on. But when I was getting into college, I was kind of like, I don't know. I've yeah. done nothing. <laughs> For sure. And like, that's another thing too. like, just like the whole thing about like, oh, I feel like I did nothing. Like, that's like a huge thing too. But I have to say like, it's never too late to really just like dive into like what you're interested in. Like, yeah, and just get involved. Yeah, well, the thing is involved. there's aquariums and opportunities everywhere. A lot of people feel like stressed when they're landlocked that they can't do anything. Yeah. But like, I, you don't have to have experience with marine science. And that's what's important is like, even in, in college, I helped do like a cricket research project um for one of my classes and we actually like we got to help collect the data for the study Mm -hmm. so uh 
<laughs> like once or twice a week we go out at night and we would basically like set up these circles and play cricket sounds and then wait half an hour or something and then we go to each circle and catch all the crickets in the circle write down like male female what kind of mm -hmm. um, wing they had formed because we were looking at their different calls because there's yeah. like this crazy evolution happening um, with the crickets in in Hawaii and so it was super cool but I'm like yeah I did cricket like I helped on a cricket study and I can kind of put that on resumes as like supplemental experience mm -hmm. I can say like I've assisted in data collection of crickets and obviously like that's not like oh my coral experience or my lab experience it's not as as marine sciencey as my other ones but it's still like I learned good skills for setting up an experiment and helping data collection and then learning to identify like these little patterns on crickets to say like oh this is the I forget exactly honestly what it was um it was it was forever ago <laughs> but there was like these different basically wing deformations that we had to identify um and there were two I think and then one some crickets didn't have it at all mm -hmm. so there were three different things we kind of had to mark down for and that's coming helpful just to even like be a talking point because I'll be like, oh, like I have done this and it, I learned a lot. And then that's really good to just say a no. Yeah. As I tell people, I'm like, you can go to like a landlocked school and work with reptiles, yeah. which there's marine reptiles or invertebrates. And a lot of that transfers because when it comes down to the techniques and even just learning science communication, reading research. Mm. Mm -hmm. writing research um the way you're doing the data like if you're doing statistics or you're coding and you're using r like that will transfer over just different species which you'll learn anyway mm -hmm. like exactly. how i'm handling the fish in my lab is very different than how i would handle like inverts in the field but it mm -hmm. can cross over mm -hmm. So as I tell you people, don't, don't feel so stressed if you're landlocked. Yeah, yeah. You learn so many skills, even if you're like far away from quote unquote, the, the places you want to be for like marine science, like, especially the part you like mentioned about communication, like science communication, oh, that's yeah. a whole skill you have to like. That transfers, like you just learn how to just kind of simplify knowledge down to yeah. be understandable to like a very general sense. And that applies yeah. everywhere. Like yeah. in Arizona, there's a ton of stuff about cactuses and we have a ton of reptiles like learning how to talk about that and then you can apply that working with seabirds at mm -hmm. a seabird rescue just yeah. being like oh well there's a study that came out and then you're able to simplify that it's understandable yeah for sure that's the thing is like and even like plants like we're help with there's tons of like plant conservation um and like river conservations in landlocked areas and I'm always like, go look at like local things, like find local conservation issues, environmental issues and like volunteer because mm -hmm. you'll get some good skills or at least like get connections. Yeah. Connections too. Huge. <laughs> like they're, yeah, someone they're who's awesome. doing like a river study on mollies might know someone who does um, tuna fishery research yeah. just because they're with fish. Because it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. Your friend, like we have friends that are not all marine scientists. Yeah, exactly. It's honestly like such a such a fun ride, especially like the connections bit. Because that, oh my gosh, like some of those things can come up out of nowhere. Like some of like the connections that I've somehow made, they weren't even like from the aquarium. They're not from someone in marine science whatsoever. It came from like a cross country coach. Like for example, oh, yeah. like 
like last year I was doing a paper on like filmmaking and environmental activism and like the linkages between some of like the most like pivotal quote unquote like conservation films versus like the action that actually occurred after that and it was my cross-country coach that was like hey I have this professor that uh you know he like taught me in um undergrad do you want the contact and I'm like oh yeah sure I get the name and I, I was like expecting it to be like, oh, just like a chill professor, like from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know you. And like Google the name. And it's like he has three TED Talks. I'm like, what? <laughs> so these come out of nowhere. They can they can hit you out of nowhere. So as long as like you just like just reach out, tell people that you're interested in something because they might know someone who can yeah. help you out. Like well, huge. that's why like social media has become like a really great platform for networking. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've had people reach out like someone left a comment I feel kind of bad someone commented on my TikTok and they're like I'm doing a research paper on fernamoriferins mm-hmm. um in something something do you know someone and I was like sadly no but that's super interesting and if I did I would contact you and give you that contact but like I've had people I've been talking about like on Instagram where I'm like well I'm learning about kelp I'm like trying to work on a kelp project um for like this conservation I work with and I'm just learning about kelp because I'm so inexperienced and I've had multiple people now send me like people they know, like phycologists. They're like, oh, here's someone that I know that I took a class from. Like, here's their email and their contact. Mm-hmm. And just been able to be like, oh, here you go. And I've probably gotten like four different contacts just from like making a little comment to someone. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, literally just like talk to just kind of put it out there. Like I, I think social media, that's also why I'm like, watch your social media because mm-hmm. it's kind of becoming this real one, you know, I feel like our parents are always like, we, we check, like employers will check your Facebook. So don't post like crap, which is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do that. I think a lot of us don't believe it, but my mom actually like, um, has done it for people that she's hired on and they check your social media. So <laughs> yeah. I will tell people like, have fun, but always like be like a little cautious what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like post about what you're interested in, like, like a blog, a blog is great. Like showing your interest because you, someone might reach out to be on it or they like it, or they mm-hmm. see that you write a blog that you're interested in jellyfish and mm-hmm. they know someone who studies jellyfish in Australia and they're going to give you that contact. Yeah, that's where I'm like, literally, like networking can come from anything. There's like the basic networking of you just cold email someone. Hi, I'm interested in your lab. Will you tell me more? But then there's stuff you can do at any degree of a social media post and tagging someone Mm -hmm. or having a documentary screening night and maybe someone from the community shows up or like my cousin, his brother or my cousin's husband, his brother has a PhD in marine science. And he's like, oh, you should talk. And I was like, I didn't even know this. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, that's super cool. And just things like that can happen. Yeah, totally. And that's like another scary thing too. Like another scary thing, at least for like middle schoolers or high schoolers, like at least from like my friend group and like just, you know, being a middle schooler and a high schooler, reaching out to people. And like you mentioned, like the cold email thing that is like terrifying oh it's intimidating it's it's so scary especially if there's like a dot like edu or like a dot gov at the end it's absolutely terrifying but sometimes some really awesome stuff can come out of it yeah sometimes they don't reply and that's okay (laughs) but sometimes they do and sometimes when they do they will say like like I recently emailed someone about I emailed a Tina4 researcher and I was like hey are you ever gonna like 
I see that you are affiliated with this school, la la la. I would be really interested in talking about your research and if you ever want to take on a grad student. And she reached out and was like, hey, so sorry, like I'm actually not taking students. Mm -hmm. I'm not actively teaching, but here are some other labs and contacts that are doing things similar Mm -hmm. that you may want to look into. And she sent me a couple different contacts and that can happen too. And that's where I'm like, either they don't reply or they reply like and it's it's always that thing where they're like what's the worst they're gonna say no <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but you build it up in your head and that's where yeah. it's like you just gotta start getting over it and it's hard mm-hmm. but like just send the email yeah have someone else send it. send it maybe they write it and press send <laughs> yeah close you. your eyes and just like click on the trackpad or whatever and just be like okay it's like sad. when you send a risky text you throw your phone you send an email you, and like, shut your <laughs> like, and you don't even look at it yeah. I put my phone on do not disturb, chuck it across the room and it could be like anything like that. But that's like definitely a barrier that people are definitely intimidated by, especially if you're younger. Like you feel like a little kid, like tugging at someone's like coat, like, Hey, I'm interested in this, but I feel like, like learning it younger than you could get com- like more confident in it. Cause I learned yeah. it in college and I was like mm-hmm. shaking as I like send. <laughs> yeah. And so that's where it's like, I, if you can do it now, that'd be great. Reach out to biologists and just like, if you know someone be like, I really like your work or I listened to your Mm -hmm. TED talk and it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's another thing, like um, some researchers will get their studies published and you sometimes you have to pay to -hmm. read it, but you can Mm -hmm. always email the researchers and they usually will just send it to you for free. That's (laughs) a great way to even get, like you could use that as an excuse and be like, oh, I saw this paper and I was wondering if you could send it to me. I really want to read it, but I'm like in high school mm-hmm. and then they could send it to you and then you could start a conversation. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, I'm in like, high school. That's <laughs> super cool. Like, I'm really interested in the field. I really like sharks. Like, what do you have any tips for me as well? Like, I really look up like that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be like a super long, like, yeah. Hello, my name is la la la. I am 14. I mm-hmm. am I have two siblings. Like you don't need to explain your whole life. You can just say like, hi, I'm, I'm really interested in this field. Do you have any tips? Yeah. It's something like that. It just shows and, people that you're like interested in general. Yeah. And they'll probably be flattered a little bit too, probably. Yeah. And at worst they don't reply. Yeah. That's at that point it's like, happen. okay, I'm in middle school. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm in middle school. It <laughs> should be fine. Like honestly, but yeah, it's definitely like something that, um, you know, you kind of, learn how to do and just like communicating that's another huge part like you can know all the science or anything or you could be like a complete like tina for nerd but if you don't know how to like communicate it or like share that with like the general public that's like a huge thing at the aquarium too like making like scientific language like accessible because that's like the whole point you're getting people involved and like interested in something but you're not going to get them involved you're going to scare them away if you go oh yes blah 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 big word big word it's like you have to like okay it's so it's it's definitely a skill that like you can honestly you don't even have to volunteer in an aquarium or like do anything of that to like practice that you can like do something from like your science class or like your 10th grade bio class or something like that it could yeah. just be like a simple thing like one thing I would do is like I'd be doing chores like putting laundry away but then pretend like you're talking to someone explaining something and, like that's a whole learning thing too like you'll probably understand a concept if you like teach it quote unquote so that's like a whole thing too just like it it's a whole thing to get used to talking so it's it's great to take any possibility to just stretch out your talking muscles like you know why not gotta give your give your mouth a workout it's it's something for sure and especially if you like actually decide on finding a volunteer opportunity that's similar to like 
what I mentioned with the aquarium where you like talk to guests you're gonna be talking a lot <laughs> like yeah. they have tea in the, the the lounge because you are standing at an exhibit like speaking for like these long chunks of time sometimes again you might find yourself exhausted at the end of the day because again you're in that octopus onesie running around with kids <laughs> and it's a whole ordeal so it's definitely something to to consider just like you know communicating it's it's so much bigger than I feel like people you know understand and that's like a whole thing that I've kind of dove into especially with being a communications fellow for another organization like their whole thing is like teaching um, middle schoolers and high schoolers again great this is a great opportunity if you're a middle school or high schooler there's typically organizations around that will say hey do you want to make an impact we're going to guide you through it and it's like a completely free like mentorship so yeah for sustainability ambassadors they teach middle schoolers and high schoolers how to make their own little impact projects so they do all like the statistical like if i use a koja on blank 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 days of the week here's what happens if I get 10 people to do it. Here's what happens if I get a hundred people to do it. But like the one thing that they're really trying to do is like bridge the gap between, okay, you did a cute little report on it, but now you have to actually make that impact by, you know, going out there and making that connection. So, yeah. Yeah. I just had, I, <laughs> I had no thought. Um, Cause I have for people listening, I have our emails pulled up. I'm looking at our questions, but I just remembered when I was in, um, like middle and high school and I made my first email I have two emails that are just like funny names one was like Stormstar from the warrior cat books yes I loved the warrior cat books I apologize and the other was I hate this thesis which was my first gmail and I did that because I was writing an essay and I hated the thesis and I learned as I was like in university I was like, oh, I should probably have one that is like a professional named email. And so, and my mom, when I made my email, she was like, don't you want to have like your name or something like professional? And I was like, no, it doesn't matter. Meh. Um, it does matter to people. And I would always have a backup professional email with <laughs> yeah, your name. Sure. <laughs> That's yeah. just what came to my head. Cause I'm just imagining, cause I've had people like send me DMs and emails with like just really weird like usernames the usernames can get a little appropriate which I'm just like huh this is confusing um but then the emails I'm like I would like have a professional email you can have a fun one that you can like Mm -hmm. use for shopping which is what mine are for Mm -hmm. so I don't get spam to my main email but I just thought of that because I'm like looking at the what tips would you give to younger students um Uh, don't do a warrior cat email (laughs) that's a great one just just make it look like you aren't gonna like go on and on about whatever email line I thought I would never regret it 10 like 12 year old Kendra was like I'm always gonna love warrior no (laughs) I promise you'll get older and be like "Mm." yeah for sure that's something I feel like they're teaching like just like in schools too like I I think I remember like either in like middle school or elementary school they're like in the future you might want to change your email and people are like people have emails already and then they got excited and they're like diary of a wimpy kid lover uh something something numbers numbers and I'm i like, got mine oh from my our webkins yeah <laughs> you gotta have it <laughs> yeah. so, so on top of all those mm-hmm. okay so besides the tips we've already said with like communication mm-hmm. and getting out there what mm-hmm. uh, what are some tips you would maybe give to other high schoolers or maybe even middle schoolers okay yeah for sure especially I think I have a couple tips especially for 
the younger range, of course, like there's people who are probably seeing this who are like definitely way older than me. Again, I'm only 18, so hello. But um, especially if you're in middle school or in high school, I would say aside from like just getting involved and trying your best to like see what's available, really dig in deep with what's around you and be really aware of how you can make those connections with what you really want to do later on because of course if you're like in a landlocked area like Kendra you explained like you could work with reptiles you could work with whatever or you could just do a really simple thing of like starting a blog because you love something or just something around the lines of that but I would say sort of experiment like another thing experiment you're a middle schooler and you're a high schooler. If you screw up like in like a, an area of interest, there isn't that much of like a repercussion because you aren't paying like hundreds of dollars for like a college course. Yeah. So please experiment. Like it's totally okay to feel like, oh my gosh, I, I really like this one thing, but maybe I like this other thing. I would say experiment as much as you can because again, you could be someone who really likes, you know, I'm really into tigers, but then all of a sudden you go and you read this really cool article in class because it was like an assignment that's about like, oh, whale sharks are awesome. And then you get engaged in there. Don't be afraid to like break out into clubs and stuff because I know that's another huge thing. People say like in high school, that's like your moment to really experiment. But like, yeah, it's your moment to experiment because you're not going to pay a huge price. Yeah, you're not paying <laughs> thousands of dollars as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, I and think you have the safety like, net. You have all your friends. You, exactly. Your teachers are usually going to be more right there for you, depending on what <laughs> yeah. university you go to. You may have a class of like 200 people. Yeah. And you'll never sure. talk to your professor one on one. Yeah. So you kind of have more of a community mm-hmm. and like your family's there. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of, you usually have like a better friend group, not better, but like that, you know, a friend group you might, you've probably grown up with mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. That's there to like have your back. Yeah. Make them sure. join the club with you. Exactly. Drag them in. <laughs> Peer pressure can do wonderful things in this case, but yeah, just getting out there and just really experimenting with things that you think you're going to be interested in it could be something that you just have you just know no clue about it like I jumped into theater and I was like oh my god I love this and it kind of helps because like at an aquarium you know sometimes you have to like bring out that theatrical side of you to like get a little dress up as an octopus exactly you have to really get in character get your arms ready just really I did mock trial and that helps me argue with people (laughs) about like issues of like environmental topics and I can like kind of read stuff and understand a little bit of legality Mm -hmm. um I also just liked arguing and so I did mock trial yeah that was (laughs) one I did where it is nothing to do with what I do yeah but it kind of has come in handy in terms of I am really good at arguing because I learned how to argue in a courtroom (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like again just like finding those connections bridging those gaps of like okay you learned a skill here you are probably going to use that skill like another point in your life you just don't know it yet like again like the whole octopus thing like little did I know like little theater Samantha and like theater tech Samantha had to like help out setting up like a a stage thing at the aquarium like there's so many different things that you can engage with and experiment with and it's it's something that like I feel like people really have to try out you don't you have a safety net in like many different ways (laughs) compared to later on with the public sometimes it is like improv where (laughs) you're not you don't just say no and shut them down you kind of gotta be like (laughs) yes or kind of let me further Mm -hmm. explain it Mm -hmm. and I that I've related that I think a couple times like sometimes science communication is a lot like improv especially Mm -hmm. when you're like right to an audience and they're asking because you don't want to make someone feel stupid 
yeah that's always like the issue is like if you're like at an aquarium and someone asks something and you're like no it's this (laughs) no one likes that energy no one likes it there's like a rule like you can't say like actually like you can't go like that like at all you're really there to like learn with the person too like it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah it's 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 hilarious but I there's so many different things that you can learn just by like experimenting so that's like my biggest tip like especially middle school high school like you have the safety net to explore and go ahead explore you're gonna find out some really like out of the blue stuff even if it's just like sitting next to a friend who's texting furiously on her phone like hey what are you doing volunteering at the aquarium holy crap that's amazing let me try that out see how it goes and again you have the safety net if you don't like something you can probably pull out of it without like paying thousands of dollars yeah you may realize like (laughs) oh I'm not actually interested in marine science as an education I just want to like dive and I'm gonna get a, a scuba license instead yeah which I know I tell a lot of people I'm like if you just want to be in the water do it as a hobby and (laughs) that's okay you can just scuba as a hobby there Mm -hmm. are a ton of people that are just scuba hobbyists that Mm -hmm. you can get like a scientific diver certification and learn it but you don't have to like get the degree if you're just interested in diving and being in the water Mm -hmm. and that's one thing is like you may start reading and be like this is boring I don't want it like I don't want to like go to school for this Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to go to school at all. I want to go get my scuba master's and like mm-hmm. teach people how to dive in the water. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's perfect. That's totally like viable too. Like, and just, just understanding that like you can do things as hobbies. That's okay. <laughs> like yeah. there's, you can adjust whatever you need to do. And like some of it is like that experimenting bit. Like it's okay to experiment. Like life isn't like a straight line. It, it like throws you in like various directions and stuff. And you don't even and, need to know, you know when you're in high school. You don't no, even know. You like, can go honestly. to college and be like, I have no clue. I think Just I like say undeclared, science. undeclared. You have no I clue. I also it's like fine. geology and I like <laughs> astronomy and I maybe even like a little bit of law. And then you mm-hmm. take classes in each of those. Maybe you're like, oh, I'm just kidding. I hate geology. You can <laughs> yeah. Cut that one off yeah. and then look at other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it can make you a stronger person in general. Like if you apply somewhere and be like, hey, I have this background in marine science, but I also have this background in like this really obscure other thing. Like they could be looking out for like a marketing person who can like- Yeah, and you stuff. are an artist and you could yeah. use that with like marketing because you make yeah. great infographics. You can mm-hmm. be like, I have experience doing some like little marketing and info campaigns for the aquarium. So I'm interested mm-hmm. in that. That combines science communication, but also marketing, which is a, a huge industry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. lastly, well, I guess second to last, um, what are your goals in the field? So you're applying for school, like what's like the dream school? What's mm-hmm. the dream career or like several options, whatever, like what's your goal? Yeah, my goals for the field, especially since again, very young I really have no idea what I'm doing but you know I decided like oh I'm interested in these things and I'm passionate about it the the real goals right now as far as how things are standing right now my real goal like dream school with just the area that I live in and just like how things have kind of worked out really want to go to University of Washington Seattle number one because it's like right there (laughs) like it's literally like a five minute like tram ride away you can save money and live at home exactly I can do that and like my parents can make me food instead of there you save money from food and laundry (laughs) exactly and don't get a bad roommate (laughs) yeah exactly the roommate thing terrifies me but I think it could be fun either way but 
UW is kind of like the the place that I really want to go to and it's terrifying because like their decisions are like literally rolling out as we speak like their <gasps> decision period get it right now for 15 like honestly I'm terrified I have my email pulled up in another tab and I'm like I don't want you got it you it. have to read it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but is that's like my main priority right now especially since a lot of the people and the connections that I've made like at the aquarium literally it's it's UW Seattle so like you're within like a 10 minute like bus ride away Everything's oh yeah really connected so a lot of the people from the aquarium who volunteered there, they're either alum at um, Seattle UW or they're somewhere else like within the Pacific Northwest or they're just like, you know, in Florida or something. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of people that I know from there and I've gotten in contact with like the marine biology education advisor. So like they're really helpful in the steps and like I literally had to work with them for multiple weeks for Ocean Career Series. He already knows me. I already know him. And there's like so many different like links there. So UW is really like the dream. UW's there. a great school. It's a good Anyone school. Anyone listening? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. You don't need to go and- to Hawaii to get a good <laughs> education. UW is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we can run into each other at FHL, Friday Harbor Labs one day. Yes. Because that's- that's a dream of mine. I was supposed to go to Friday Harbor Labs for like a field trip with the aquarium right on the weekend. Everything shut down last March. So RIP. RIP. But um, yeah, that's definitely the dream. And as far as like majors go, oh, majors are really fun because of course I put like marine biology as like your first choice, but you aren't always guaranteed your first choice in a lot of places. So as far as like options and like goals in that regard, if I if I can get into like marine biology thing, that would be great. I have like connections with the aquarium. I have connections with like people that I've just somehow run into over the past year, especially since the pandemic thing. Everyone's like on their laptop. They can do whatever they need to do. But um, that'd be the dream there. And I'd love to see if I can continue doing stuff with the aquarium or other local organizations. And like, it's it's honestly such an open-ended thing if I go with that marine biology thing. But again, I, I signed up for other majors that are like backups as well and they're all kind of in that same area of like ecology like resource management and like handling wildlife or even like environmental policy like those are all things that I'm like I could try those out see how fun yeah and it's 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 something that like I'm I'm not like grasping onto an idea like if I don't get it then I'm gonna be so sad for the rest of my life I'm I like another thing too. just keep an open mind <laughs> like I'm just telling myself to keep an open mind because again you have no idea where life is going to toss you but oh for sure that's as far as, like yeah that's well, like natural as- resource management was one of my favorite classes in college <laughs> I was I loved that class mm-hmm. and I think it'd be super fun to do like environmental counseling for organizations and companies yeah, like that exactly. was something I was like do I want to get a master's in like just environmental issues to then be like a certified environmental consultant yeah and then companies basically would hire me and be like are we eco-friendly but like those classes (laughs) are super cool because then like there's basically everything's cool I always tell people any environmental major they're great and it will help and it's awesome you don't need like the marine bio major yeah but to have your options open because yeah you may not get it that's okay backup plans are also okay it doesn't mean you're gonna fail and you're accepting failure backup plans are just safe my backup plan forever was to be a teacher that's not Mm -hmm. my backup plan anymore but that was my backup plan for a while was like oh I'll use my degree and I'll like go be a science teacher Mm -hmm. or something and that was what I just kind of was like I'd be fine with it like it works Mm -hmm. like if I can't find something or maybe we're stuck in a landlocked state because my husband isn't like into marine science Mm -hmm. and so if we had to go somewhere for his career for a little bit I could teach yeah and that's fine. That doesn't mean I'm a failure. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah okay. there's so many different things you can do and like that's just like that's influenced like the majority of like how I've been like goal setting because of course I've applied to like other schools so like another like in-state school is like western Washington they have their own like marine biology biology thing there a lot of the schools I apply to they have like remote like research like station quote unquote it's so, like FHL is for UW and then um what is it oh yeah here's another tip just shoot your shot <laughs> no matter what you do it applies anywhere so uh romantically uh, for, college <laughs> yeah romantically college when it comes to like contacting people just like shoot your shot like we mentioned the email thing earlier but like honestly with college I you know I just thought I feel quirky and I don't think I applied to a reach school so I'm gonna apply to a reach school what school am I gonna apply to Stanford so that is a complete wild card and that's just shooting your shot like you like you can anticipate like you know exactly what they're gonna tell you like it's gonna be a rejection but like why not like hey if you have you want to <laughs> that reminded me my um my co-worker and to people who like follow Grace, my, my good friend, mm -hmm. Grace, when mm -hmm. she was still in high school, her brother went to our university and they went and like dropped him off. But while she was there, her, I, her mom basically made her go sit and talk to one of the marine science, like marine biologist professors that we have <laughs> and talk to her. And she got and it paid off huge. And she's like this. And she's, I love Grace. She's so tiny and like blonde. And she's just like, so soft-spoken and I can just imagine her like just being like hi my mom wanted me to come and then but through that she met one of our professors and when she came to the university she had like a research job ready because mm -hmm. she had already met her like obviously it wasn't like how you'd meet with someone when you're in college and have done it several times like she's a high mm -hmm. schooler it was probably awkward but it got her in because it showed a little bit of effort she was able to go in and be like I love the ocean and I like sharks and I really want to like get experience. What do you recommend? And she got tips and got a connection. Yeah. And it was Huge. like, she barely and met with her like for a day and mm -hmm. that, and it worked. And that's why I'm telling people, like, if you go tour a campus, like go look at the department, see if anyone's in the office, maybe be like, hi. And you may be embarrassed because maybe your parents are like telling you to do that. And you're like, no, stop. They're like, like shoving you through the door. Pay off. <laughs> yeah. Just shoot your shot in every regard. Yeah. You know, as long as it's like safe. But like, you know, it's just like in every way possible. Just try it out because you never know what's gonna happen. I feel like I know what's gonna happen with that, but like it was honestly just an I'm bored. Maybe why not? We'll see. Let's just apply for Stanford. <laughs> yeah, this is just do it. And then I got like I did the interview thing and I was like, wow, this person's really chill. And like we talked about like just food for the rest of the entire inter like it was it was so strange it was a surreal experience you know just do it for fun just I do like it corn dogs what do you yeah, I like corn dogs like literally and we like gave each other like suggestions on like the the best like food in Seattle because we both like lived in the same zip code area because that's how they pair people oh. it was an experience like it's okay like I, I'm totally okay with like oh I just I just applied there I'm probably not going to get in but I met someone who's like really cool now you have a contact like people who do like these like interview things are like alum and you could ask them for anything so it was yeah. it was pretty cool <laughs> did you say like what your like overall goal in the field is like do you want to be like a researcher anything that involves me going out into the public in some way or another or just communicating like the issues that are kind of facing what we're dealing with right now either locally or just like globally I'll be happy like if I can tell stories and get people engaged in action in any way possible way shape or form it doesn't have to be specifically marine related it can be like it, again like the like the whole way I'm like phrasing this is like because I wanted to keep like an open mind and everything 
but like what I found out is that I really love storytelling I really love getting people going I like finding like things that make people get excited and like want to do action of any kind so if I'm in any kind of field whether that be you know a volunteer coordinator at the aquarium or like an interpreter at the aquarium or I could be who knows a wildlife filmmaker photographer cinematographer like there's so yeah. many different things making the graphics for documentaries exactly like there's so many different things so if I can still you know keep up that that goal in my mind that I'm doing what I really love like communicating and also like bringing people to like care about something and like really like hammer that down I'll be happy like that I just just, like your art's awesome and so I think even like if you're working in an aquarium you could work making like new posters for exhibits (laughs) yeah or like social media coordinator and content creator Mm-hmm. and that applies and like science communication would be a huge part of that I think people yeah. hear like oh you work social media in marine science like science communication is huge yeah and it can be a lot to like read a study and make it simple or know about a species and have to pick like oh what do I want to put to convey like the quick facts about the species and how mm-hmm. to get it to be like consumable for just mm-hmm. your average guest yeah exactly that's like the biggest goal there just making things like consumable and like something people are able to interpret and you know feel motivated to like do something about it like I'll be happy in any in any way shape or form how that happens (laughs) which is perfect so okay good now lastly (laughs) any (laughs) anything you want to plug yes I guess I'll plug my Instagram so my Instagram is at Samantha Lynn M underscore and that's kind of my hub for all of like the things that I'm up to especially since I'm moving in through like a communications fellowship and I'm working like with the aquarium still and I'm putting a lot more of like my wildlife photography filmmaking art stuff on there as well and I guess I'll plug the aquarium social media campaign so that's at Puget Sound Love full name is Puget Sound We Love You we've been basically creating this baby since last year that's been like a revamp so it had a whole rebrand that I did new logos new everything and there's some really awesome passionate people behind that it's all youth-led not a single like adult is doing any of the content on there of course they're moderating it but it's everything on there is like very youthful it's like something that I think can definitely grow a lot so Puget Sound Love for the kids by the kids Yes, for the kids, by the kids, and probably oh, like silly millennial. <laughs> no, silly millennial. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely something that I suggest people like check out. Like we um do a ton of stuff that's outside of Puget Sound related things. We're doing a ton of we're doing features of some people who are in all different corners of conservation. And Kendra, I need to get back to you on that because that's a, another thing that you're probably going to be a part of. We have artists, we have filmmakers, photographers. There's so many different resources that you can probably find out on that page. And it's been a lovely, lovely child to raise within the past year. So those are the I loved I the, <laughs> the aquarium marine oh, yeah. conservation for LGBTQ plus youth. I thought that was adorable. And the little nudibranch art yeah. with like the pride flag. Mm-hmm. I thought that was adorable and <laughs> I think it's awesome like it's super inclusive yeah. great gra- I'm looking at the Instagram right now yeah, for sure. I, was, I was like I'm like 95% sure that was you guys when I shared it <laughs> yeah um but yeah that's just like black and things. marine science like all the amazing thing want to go tide pooling mm-hmm. it's great definitely perfect for kids like it's super engaging oh my goodness did you play what is this game called <laughs> Oh, Among Us, yeah. (laughs) Like we have to, we have to stay relevant with the trends. So our you got to keep up. It's adorable, and then they're selling resident information. Like it's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. And it's great for informing, but yeah, like the aquarium I thought was a great way to reach mm-hmm. out and be super inclusive. Yeah. Um, Cause that's another issue in the field is mm-hmm. um, inclusivity generally with like more racial issues, but even yeah. then like being accepting for all to feel like they have a place. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the aquarium is um, just a sneak peek. The aquarium is wrap, um, ramping up a project that's really similar to aquarium, but it's for Latinx youth. So Ooh. you're going to have all the resources, like literally all the resources, awesome people who are going to like discuss how they got into the field and like how, you know, their experience like differs from, you know, the typical person who just has everything put together. So I think it's, it's something that will be a really good resource. And we'll definitely, we're going to try and shout out as many possible like opportunities, like even outside of the aquarium, like there's so different things that we're like shouting out and putting in there so definitely check it out and I guess plug for the aquarium seattleaquarium.org yeah, great I love Seattle Aquarium <laughs> yeah for sure and there's a different ways to engage online too so check it out <laughs> yeah and they have like the ocean careers event yeah. I shared that like that was an awesome way because I get asked so many times like can you hop on a zoom call and like talk to me I'm like I can't but then that happened <laughs> yeah. I was like oh my gosh this is perfect because everyone who's like wanted to just talk to someone mm-hmm. or listen like vocally mm-hmm. to advice to hear about the different areas of marine science because like yeah. I think most people just think it's like the pretty videos we all post of the, the yeah. few days of field work we have a year or our fun time they're like I want to be a marine scientist and it's like mm-hmm. I am so sorry <laughs> like you're gonna learn a lot more that like, there's like a lot of things <laughs> and there's so many aspects like maybe someone's going to talk about they do scientific illustration mm-hmm. and you can find a way to bridge your love for art into mm-hmm. marine science mm-hmm like working mm-hmm. for organization, like drawing their specimens or whatnot, mm-hmm. or filmmaking is becoming like a bigger thing. Yeah. And like all that kind of stuff, like, do you know how to do a drone? A ton of research facilities may really want to start bringing more people yeah. who are skilled with drones because it's becoming a really cool way to do non-invasive research. Yeah, exactly. With all that kind of stuff. It's like, you can talk to someone that you didn't even know that mm-hmm. things were happening like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that Ocean Career series, I believe it's going to be put up onto the public YouTube like really soon. And they're going to have a blog post that has like all of the questions, including the ones that weren't answered in the actual conversation. So like they could they kept track of all the answers and questions coming in through the chat. Mm-hmm. So in case you were there or someone happened to like ask the same question as you, but didn't get answered in the actual video itself, it'll probably be on there. And there's a ton of resources. So if you're in the Seattle area, they have like the volunteer program, internship program there like also careers too, like at the aquarium and around. So just check it out, honestly. <laughs> and another thing is you do awesome art. Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah. <laughs> made the studying for the oceans design for my Patreon. I have a little sticker that is Patreon exclusive and I love the design. I think it's so cute. I basically was just like, I want something that has like all the different critters. I don't just want like a whale. And you put Pongo on there, which I love Pongo. Yes. I, I had to put Pongo. How could I not? Like, I think my like, only thing was I was like, I want Tina Fours. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're never on anything. I was like, I need like bottom of the food chain. And you even put mm-hmm. like diatoms. Yeah. And then all the way up and there was like an orca. And I just, and I saw, I, there's Pongo and I was like, Pongo's getting all the Pongo. love. For anyone who doesn't know, Pongo is the panther grouper that I had in my lab um, mm-hmm. when I worked in my wet lab. Um, but yeah, great artist. If you ever do commissions, people definitely should help as you and as- share your art because your art is awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I wanted to plug that. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> and if I can put a picture, maybe I'll do that for like the 
the picture for the podcast is some oh of your my gosh, art. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, it's so cute um but perfect okay and on that we shall say goodbye and everything that was just mentioned will be linked below if you do want a sticker you can join the patreon and i send join you a sticker mm-hmm. and there's other exclusive content um but i love the stickers and i know a lot of people join to get the stickers um i would too so know that you can get sam's beautiful art and more support in the patreon i can get more art from you to turn into more stickers mm-hmm. so there's some motivation um but perfect <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the episode. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me.